Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 Pacific Time, 7.40 Mountain Time, 8.40 Central Time, and 9.40 Eastern Time. I'm thrilled to have you along with us this morning. If you ever miss these calls, you can always catch them on SoundCloud by putting in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and Tier 90, or Frank Lomas and Solutions, the digit for anti-aging. And if you're listening to this and it's a podcast and you wish to catch us live, if you dial into 712-775-8972, you can catch us live and we would be thrilled to have you along with us. These calls do happen Monday through Friday to help support your TR90 efforts. My name is Susan Mann. I'm out of Portland, Oregon, welcoming you to the call. Oh, excuse me. Had a little bit of a hiccup there. And let's see. When you're first starting out with that TR90 program, that's your one really clean, lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at at least three of those meals. Taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is best, but if you're not able to do that, do take them with your meals because it will still work. And there were many times when I had to do that. Um, Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. That will give you macronutrients, micronutrients, and fiber. Fiber helps in two ways, one of which is with satiety or that feeling of fullness. The other is with good digestive health because that fiber um, helps clean out your digestive system and keeps it in good working order. Guys, you need about 45 grams of fiber daily. Ladies, we need about 32 grams of fiber daily for the same reason. 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. And that could be whatever exercise you want. You can do it all in a 30-minute chunk. You can do it in two 15-minute chunks or three 10-minute chunks, whatever suits your lifestyle. If you're hitting a plateau, double-check to make sure you're getting plenty of your, of your fruits and vegetables and you're getting the required amount of protein at at least three of those meals. But also, you could add an extra five or ten minutes of um, heavy exercise. And like I said, it can be anything you want. It can, it can be doing housework. It could be doing gardening. It could be out walking the dog, um, especially if you're a runner and you like to run with the dog. Uh, but with heavy exercise, realize that you're going to be losing up to a quart of body moisture in an hour, so if you're working out for a full hour, you'll need to replace that quart for hydration purposes, and your baseline hydration level should be one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be getting about 50 ounces of water daily, but if you're in a humid area or you're exercising heavily, you'll need to increase that to offset what you're losing. Seven to nine hours of good quality sleep a night. I know some people find that to be a challenge, which is part of the reason why we've been talking about eat to sleep, and we started that last Thursday, and we're going to continue with things that you can eat to help you sleep and sleep well. And this is out of a book that is called Eat to Sleep, What to Eat, 
and when to eat it for a good night's sleep every night. It was written by Carmen Meyer, K-A-R-M-A-N. Meyer is M-E-Y-E-R. She's a registered dietitian, and she has extra training in this field, and so that was... She wrote this book, and I stumbled across it here recently and figured that it would be something that would be really helpful for us. So sleep is really important, and I discussed on Friday how food choices can um, impact your sleep and some of the trouble with poor sleep. Well, here's some more trouble that can happen with poor sleep. While anxiety and stress are often the cause of sleep troubles, the lack of sleep can exasperate exasperate the problem. At times, it's difficult to tell which disorder developed first, the anxiety or the sleep disorder. Research has shown that individuals diagnosed with insomnia defined clinically as difficulty falling asleep, staying asleep, waking up tired, and rising too early in the morning are at an increased rate of developing an anxiety disorder. We all feel sad at different times in life, but persistent feelings of hopelessness, sadness, and disinterest in activities once enjoyed can be signs of depression. It's estimated about 20 million people in the U.S. suffer from depression and While the cause is often unknown, it can be properly managed through treatment. Similar to anxiety, depression can interfere with sleep, and sometimes lack of sleep may cause or make depressive symptoms worse. Insomnia is a common diagnosis among individuals suffering from depression. And, well, now we know that... um, Sleep, can, uh, sleep and metabolic disorders, well, we're going to take that. And obesity are sometimes all linked as well. The amount of research and evidence linking lack of sleep to development of obesity continues to grow, and the upward trend of sleep issues worldwide has been paralleled by the increase in obesity rates. Poor sleep leads to changes in metabolic and endocrine functions, including decreased insulin sensitivity, and increased levels of ghrelin, the hormone that signals hunger to the brain. Decreased levels of leptin, the hormone that signals fullness to the brain. And an increase in cortisol levels at night. So let's take a look at how each of these sleep-deprived related changes can impact the body over time. So hunger hormones. Inadequate sleep will alter hormones that regulate hunger and fullness cues. Ghrelin, commonly known as the hunger hormone, sends signals to the brain to increase food intake and start storing fat. Leptin is an appetite suppressor and signals the brain that there is enough energy stored in the body. These two hunger hormones are thought of as the yin and yang of appetite regulation and lack of sleep interferes with the fullness hormone, potentially leading to overeating at meals and possible weight gain. In 2004, a 2004 study from the University of Chicago Medical Center found that research subjects who who only slept 
for four hours a night, two nights in a row, had an 18% increase in leptin levels and a 28% in, oh, excuse me, 18% decrease in leptin levels and a 28% increase in ghrelin levels. So leptin went down and ghrelin went up. Studies have shown that people who are obese don't respond to leptin despite having higher levels. Essentially, a resistance to the hormone develops at more and as more and more leptin is needed to suppress the hunger cues. Similar to how insulin resistance arises for people experiencing prediabetes and elevated blood glucose levels. And just a side note here, recent research has even shown that the lack of sleep can increase the risk for Alzheimer's disease. And a study conducted in a study conducted by the National Institutes of Health, researchers found that beta amyloid, a protein waste product that builds up in the fluid between the brain and neuron, brain neurons, was increased during sleep deprivation. The buildup of beta amyloid has been linked to Alzheimer's disease and to the formation of plaques on the neurons in the brain, which inhibits neural communication. The study found that even after one night of poor sleep, beta amyloid deposits increased by 5%. Ooh, that's an awful lot. And here's another side note, that during a 16-year nurse's health study, researchers followed approximately 68,000 women studying their weight, sleep, and diet, and lifestyle habits. At the beginning of the study, none of the women were classified as obese, but by the end of the study, women who reported five or fewer hours of sleep per night had a 15% higher risk of becoming obese compared to the women who slept seven hours a night. So that gives you just a small inkling of how important that sleep is to us. So cortisol levels and cardiovascular disease. People often think about dietary factors and increased uh, dietary factors, exercise, and genetics play a role in the health heart health. But sleep is also a necessity for the healthy ticker. Individuals who have consistently poor sleep at night are at higher risk of cardiovascular disease, regardless of weight activity level, age, and smoking habits. Studies have shown that a lack of quality sleep can cause an increase at night in cortisol, a stress hormone responsible for the body's fight-or-flight response. While cortisol is vital in certain scenarios, when you need to be more alert and having an elevated level of cortisol when trying to drift off to sleep is counterproductive. The higher the normal levels of cortisol while sleeping prevent the body from entering the deeper restorative stages of sleep in which the heart rate and blood pressure are lowered. Over time, this may lead to cardiovascular issues and elevated blood pressure during the day. And I think I have just enough time to scoot into this next topic, which is insulin sensitivity and diabetes. Uh, 
Poor insulin sensitivity or insulin resistance means that your cells start requiring more and more insulin from the pancreas to take in glucose from the blood. Over time, the pancreas become, can become exhausted from having to produce the amount of insulin needed to keep up with the glucose in the blood. Once glucose starts to increase in the blood, unable to get into cells due to the lack of insulin. It's referred to as the pre-diabetes or diabetes. Restless, sleepless nights can cause chronic stress on the body, resulting in higher blood glucose, blood sugar or glucose levels in the bloodstream. To deal with the elevated blood glucose levels, the kidneys try to remove it from the body through urination. If you find yourself waking up frequently to go to the bathroom at night and also going frequently during the day, elevated blood sugars may be the cause. You may also be experiencing increased thirst during the day. Frequent urination increased by thirst, blurry vision, and fatigue are all classic symptoms of pre-diabetes elevated blood glucose. The good news here is that pre-diabetes can be reversed if appropriate dietary and health modifications are made. Getting quality sleep at night is a part of the health equation. And I think I'm going to stop there for today because I think we'll get into the additional ways to find a good night's sleep uh, as our topic for tomorrow. Thrilled to have you with us. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to share them as soon as I take us off of mute. I hope you have a really fantastic day. And we'll be I'll meet you back here tomorrow. And remember to get out and get some fresh air, get some exercise. This weekend's a great time to get additional, or this week's a great time to get some additional exercise, especially if you're meeting up with friends for barbecues and potlucks and such. Always a great idea. And make sure to get plenty of fruits and vegetables. So there we have it, my friends, why it's important to make sure that you're getting that good quality sleep because it affects many of your body's systems. And I was thrilled to have you with us. Any thoughts or comments, anybody? If there's no other thoughts or comments, do realize at the top of the hour, if you scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, one of our leaders will be sharing some information on how to build a new skin business. And this is Susan Mann for July 3rd, 2023, signing out. I want to wish you a great day and a great fourth if you don't join us tomorrow, and I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.